0: Hi, this is Kurt Snyder with NewarkAdvocate.com, and I'm here with uh, Dave Whiting, my sports writing colleague here at The Advocate. This year, we are starting the Advocates Looking County Football Podcast. Uh, Our thoughts here, we're going to talk about uh, area high school football, especially to start out, we're going to stick with high school football, maybe here later in the year when we have a smaller high school schedule, when the LCL play kicks in. We might add Ohio State, maybe Browns and Bengals, but We're going to start out here so far with high school football and it's week one so it's an exciting time and uh you know we're just going to kind of run down each game here this this week for this season as we watch everybody kick off and uh, Dave you know the first game obviously uh Newark at Zanesville it's a rivalry game and uh coach Bill Franks makes his return to the Newark high school sidelines
1: yes he's um he's pretty excited and and the people at Newark are excited Kurt um they didn't play so well during the jamboree game, but that you know that they learned a lot. It was just a scrimmage. I mean, on paper, you know, I think Zanesville has to be considered a favorite in this game, just because uh, they have a lot of key players coming back from a seven and three team, and you know they're they're really thinking big uh, playoffs. But I've also seen in this game that so-called lesser Newark teams have taken Zanesville right down the wire and perhaps uh, could have won the game. So in a rivalry game, especially one to begin the season, anything can happen.
0: Definitely. You know, Zanesville has won the last couple, three of the last four, but all three of those losses for Newark all were competitive into the second half. So there's no reason the Wildcats can't, uh, can't be confident. And, you know, what we've already seen is some Newark guys who, you know, are either have returned to the program or new to the program help out. Um, obviously, whether he's a quarterback or wide receiver, Jaden Woods provides uh, some athleticism. And uh, another new face uh, that's well-known in the baseball field, uh, Logan Swanger uh, Looks like he's a guy that can make some plays on both sides of the ball.
1: Well, uh, in the scrimmage the other night, he had a sack and, and he pressured uh, – and force the quarterback to throw the ball away from his outside linebacker spot. And, you know, he's probably going to run the ball some for him too, so it looks like he hasn't missed a beat stepping in there. And Jaden Woods, I think, caught five or six passes in that scrimmage and also played some at quarterback. It would be interesting to see what they do at quarterback the rest of the season. I think, you know, they pretty much have to pick a guy and stick with him.
0: Well, and that's it. You know, that's the thing. The Wildcats have so many multi-year starters. You look at Jake Sherman, a quarterback who's just a junior but a three-year player. Uh, you know, Louis Cook, Caden Robinson, a couple seniors who probably people will think, man, they've been there about eight years because they've played so much varsity football. You know, CJ Fields on the line. Um that has to be uh something that Coach Franks is gonna lean on.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And there's no there's no doubt that the newcomers have helped too. I mean they they, they have good numbers. This is the most numbers Newark has had in, in, in quite some time. You know, if they the, the whole key to this, you know, season, as it always has been with them, is when things go bad, they need to how, how they deal with that adversity I mean can they bounce back from it so uh very interesting to see how it folds out coach Franks you know takes a little bit of a different approach kind of a more of an old school approach uh, he's been very positive from from everything I've seen so far and uh it seems to be carrying over to the team
0: definitely uh, the game you'll be at Dave uh, is Licking Valley at Sheridan and it's uh you know it's it's been a great matchup over the years you know they resumed playing again a, a few years ago in the regular season and it's been two great games with the road team winning each year and you know that's what a trend that valley hopes continues
1: right it's uh it's going to be interesting in more ways than one because uh, both teams you know had a lot big graduation losses especially a quarterback and running back so it'll be interesting to see how logan bragg steps in and performs in you know his first game as starting quarterback and it's not like he's getting uh eased into it here i mean going down to sheridan and playing them is certainly a, good, a big test for him but I think the big thing is, too, that he's surrounded by a bunch of experienced, skilled guys, guys like Hayden Hayden Heil, you know, wide receiver. Uh, you know, Mitchell Ford at running back is certainly a guy to watch. Uh, he had a great run for a touchdown in the scrimmage I saw against Maysville. He's a guy who's poised to have a you know a breakout year. And so, and some of these guys, their junior class has lost one game since the seventh grade. So yeah, so, so, these,
0: yeah, so. No, that, that's talented people, and those are a lot of kids who played a lot last year in that state run to the state semifinals. It's not like these guys were just standing on the sideline, you know, giving water to the seniors. They were out there in the trenches with them.
1: Right. And I think fans are going to hear some names they may not have heard in the past that they're come, going to come to the forefront. Uh, guys like Denali Harris, um, who was in a boot, the scrimmage I was at, but he wasn't seriously injured. He, he could be an impact on both sides of the ball for them. And uh, like I said, they're blessed with a lot of, a lot of playmakers and a lot, and a lot of skill. And uh, the key for them is going to be up front, um, as it usually is. And, uh, you know, uh, Randy Boffman teams, the, the thing about playing Sheridan early like that, it, his teams tend to get better as the season goes on. But this would certainly be a big step if they can knock Sheridan off. And believe me, I saw Sheridan against Granville, and they haven't taken a step back much at all, if at all. Definitely. Uh, they got a new quarterback in, uh, in Nate Johnson. They've got some proven receivers too in uh, Logan Ramft and, uh, and Shea Taylor. Who are also defensive standouts as well, but uh, uh, from what the Valley coaching staff said, uh, <clears throat> Sheridan pretty well handled uh, Bishop Waterson in a scrimmage too. So that, that right there shows you that uh, you know they're, they're not looking to take a step back
0: definitely it'll be a great game and certainly would help both teams early on as far as as you look down the road at possible playoffs you know what win one now that's maybe one less you have to win down the road right. uh like Looking Valley obviously you know they had to go right up to week 10 last year to get in the playoffs and you know another game uh Heath is at Liberty Union and Heath has been kind of on the outside the past couple of years but you know they're a team that thinks they can get back into the playoffs and when I rattle off Austin Morrow, Dane Hoag, Cortez, Heydum, you know these are names where you could drop them in on any looking County League team, and they'd be main players. I think that's what they're really banking on is those top end talent.
1: Yeah, and as you said before, that you saw them in a scrimmage, and they and they look very impressive. And the, the, the one you saw, <clears throat> and the key for them is health. You know, they've always been a a, a program that doesn't have them a whole lot of depth. That the guys you mentioned, if they can keep them upright. For the whole season, I mean, I know Austin Morrow played hurt last year. I think even going into the season, I think he's healthy now. If they can keep those guys healthy, yes, Uh, they're thinking big things. You know, on they've got a new, you know, new new field turf. Yeah, and uh, you know, do nothing better than uh, be nothing better than for them to have a breakout season on it.
0: Yeah, the Bulldogs will be one of the teams that has to,
1: you know, you always get
0: excited about the season opener, but they have to avoid looking ahead to that Week 2 game Licking against Valley. Licking Valley on the new turf. And, you know, I think that, you know, I'm mentioning some of those guys. Uh, Reed Bonham on both sides of the ball was a guy who stepped up last year who should have a big senior season. It was, You know, he and Chance Keller was on the, you know, the state 4x4 relay. So, you know, they obviously have plenty of athleticism. Um, Justin Hartman's a kid who lines up at tight end, at fullback, plays linebacker, safety, whatever Coach Ward needs. Um, you know, so they have a lot of kids who you know ready to kind of make a name for themselves. You mentioned that with Looking Valley. We'll mention a few other teams. You know, this is their time to shine. Right.
1: And uh, and they had a couple young linemen I know, two or three of them actually got uh, thrown in there as as young as like sophomores last year, I think. And guys like Caden Marinacci, um, you know, Low I think is his name. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, they've got some size there, and uh, and they they have some experience there. So um, it'll be interesting to see if the Bulldogs can put it all together. Uh, they're about due.
0: Well, and uh, Granville will be hosting Marion Franklin. You know, Granville, a little bit of a different team after some graduation losses, after winning the LCL Buckeye last year and making the second round of the playoffs for the first time. Marion Franklin has a new coach. They may not be quite the program they were a few years ago, but, you know, when you're playing, you're across from them, you still know that what they've accomplished over the years. So it should
1: be a great week one game really should and, uh, and we talked before about not only their scrimmages but that the first part of Granville's schedule is brutal I mean they, they played clear fork a playoff team I think went undefeated last year in the regular season and of course Eastmore Academy a state semifinalist, uh, you know who knocked Sheridan out last year so I think it behooves the Blue Aces to get this one if, if they can and, and get off to a good start I mean uh, new quarterback and Bo Buttermore they actually have three pretty good quarterbacks you know with another crouch Carson yeah. I mean, and a kid named Blake Ryan, who's who's looked pretty good in the preseason, too. But it'll be interesting to see Bo, a quarterback. He's just a really smart kid. Uh, he won't make a whole lot of mistakes. He gives them another running threat, much like uh, Cameron Crouch did last year. And uh, he's got some receivers. I mean, uh, Zach Walsh and, and Dominique Verasso are proven on the outside there. And uh, they need to find a way to get the ball to them. But, but Coach Buttermore is a run-first guy. <laughs> and, uh, and he likes to run, get the running game going to uh, – Set up the pass, so be interesting to see if they can get that going, because they, you know, they lost you know Keegan Van Meter and and Brandon Haley, yeah, and and some good kids back there. But you know, uh, run the ball, play defense. Uh, you know, I, I don't look for Granville to uh, take much of a step back.
0: Well, and I'll be uh, on the road this week. I'm going to be going out to Riverview on Friday to watch Lakewood and. You know, two teams who, if you look at the history, yeah, they've struggled a little bit recently, but uh, two teams where I think week one is a huge game, you know, if you can get off to a 1-0 start, uh, get that confidence going, you know, that good feeling, Lakewood especially with their skill. Uh, You know, Connor Veerstrick, quarterback, some good receivers, Uh, his cousin Colt. Uh, certainly a, a good, strong receiver. They added Connor Rosink, who uh, moved in from Newark Catholic to help out on both sides of the ball. He was a starter on defense for the Green Wave last year. So a lot of optimism for the Lancers, and a, a week one win would go a long way into you
1: know adding to that. Well, I know in talking to the people who cover uh, you know Riverview, that they're expecting a, a big season this year. I mean, uh, they, they kind of had a breakthrough last year. Four and six doesn't sound like much the program it has been struggling like theirs—it um, it was huge, I think—and uh, they feel like they're heading in the right direction. But uh, it, you know, this—you know—this is what Lakewood needs: is to, is to have some kind of breakthrough like that. And this would be the best place to start. Was is week one? I—I I really think if the Lancers can get a win under their belt, they could—they uh, could start to take off, maybe
0: definitely. Utica is at Centerburg, and uh, Utica is in that, you know, kind of
1: that same position. They have beaten
0: Lakewood the past couple years in Week 10, so they've had that momentum through the off season. but you really, you know, need that good start. Uh, Centerburg's a team that, you know, brings back a couple of their skill guys, but it's a team Utica's played toe-to-toe with the past few years and hasn't gotten over the hump. Um, you know, Utica, they, they have a really strong junior class, a lot of good athletes, you know, baseball players, basketball players, football players, you know, it's a matter of putting that together. Colin McCullough, quarterback's gonna be in his second year at quarterback. Uh Tanner Parsons, Josh Dillon, Clayton Cummins. I mean, these are kids who, you know, you know, uh, Clayton's a wrestler, you know, these are kids that are basically the, the, the athletes at Utica right now, the boy athletes,
1: and they wanna make a name for themselves. Well, once again they're a program that just needs to turn the corner a little bit here and uh... You know, I think, like you said, Centerburg's kind of had their number here in recent years. But they, you know, they used to be able to beat them, and they're all. It's always a competitive game. You know, I, this is a game. You know, they they need to win this game to get them off on the right on the right foot, and uh, you know, maybe this junior class can be the ones to say, hey, we turned this thing around. Definitely.
0: Uh Johnstown is hosting Big Walnut and this is Johnstown's first game since they played up in uh Canton last year for the division five state final, which unfortunately they fell at Orville, but uh certainly that was a big milestone for the program, but not a mile, but they don't want that to be the end point. You know, that they, they would love to win one more game this year. Obviously it's a long road first and Big Walnut's a great opener. They've won two close games, two very different games, a low scoring game Three two years to ago nothing. that you saw, and then a shootout last year. Uh, the Johnnies, uh, they did graduate a lot, but they returned
1: some familiar names. Well, the big thing is that those names are up front. You know, Jake Lusk, Wyatt Walton, guys like that, you know. Um, and that's where it begins for them with their, with their you know, with their running attack. And um, they seem to be able to plug guys in every year in that backfield, you know, either quarterback or quarterback is just another running back, basically, for them. And they seem to have found them, you know, with Wes, Wes Myers and, and what, is it Cole Workman? Yep. And um, so, yeah, um, it, it's interesting. Uh, you know, that's once again we talk about week one being important. Uh, week two, they play at Zanesville, who, like we said, is expecting a lot, is expecting a lot this year. So uh, the Johnnies uh, need to get off on, on the right foot here against Big Walnut, who I don't know they they've been down a little bit in recent years, but uh, history tells you that they they're normally a pretty good program. And so uh, probably another tight game. I would Yeah. Think.
0: Yeah, you know, I was uh, stopped by their uh, jamboree scrimmage last week. They're, they did a three-way scrimmage, and you know, I think it was the second play of the scrimmage against St. Charles. Uh, you know, Lusk and uh, Stu Davis ran in there from each end. Uh, they got the sack, and it was like, hey, the season has started. You know, they're right back to what they're usually doing. And, uh, you know, they'll take some time on offense just with some new faces. But, you know, with Cole at quarterback, he played receiver and has played a lot of defense. Wes Myers has been an important defensive player the past two years ever since he was a freshman. So, you know, these guys have been in big games. Um, they will not look out of place, you know, carrying the ball and, uh, you know, leading the way. Uh, Johnstown's Route 62 rival Northridge heads up to East Knox, and uh Former Mid-Buckeye Conference game like Utica and Centerberg and uh, Northridge, you know they they got a Fort Fry off the schedule, but hey, they add East Knox to the schedule, who is another team who's had a couple of good winning winning
1: seasons recently, and uh, it's going to be a tough week one for the Vikings. Well, uh, seems like we you know we've been talking about Jake Reese and and some of his classmates for for a long time, and those guys are now seniors, so this is kind of their year, and. Um you know, I'm sure they'd like nothing better than to go out with a bang. Uh, East Knox, I think, was 8-2 last year, if I'm not mistaken. 8-2 or 7-2, and, two. and um, you know, had a, had a really strong season. I don't know what they have back. But, uh, you know, traditionally, Northridge matches up pretty well against them. So, uh, you know, with, the, with these key senior guys, uh, if they can come through and have big seasons, uh, take the Vikings a long way. Yeah, definitely, you know, talking
0: to Coach Campbell, Uh, for Northridge you know you you have that you have the the bruisers Cole Fox and Jake Reese I mean they've all been they've both been playing since they were freshmen Uh, you have Dylan Parman who uh, you know nearly had a thousand yard rushing season last year so you know those are three guys you can put the ball in their hands you know they'll also be key players on defense and the biggest thing you know even though they had a really good year two years ago coach Campbell knew it was time going from the spread to the wing tee and you know he now has quarterbacks Linemen guys who are know the system, and this is now starting to be old hat, second nature to them. So I think that's going to be a real key for them. And you know, they know they have a tough schedule, being the the smallest public school in the LCL. They know they know it's a rough road, but uh, they take it head on. They're not looking for any sort of handouts or cupcakes. Uh, Watkins Memorial will be heading to Whetstone and uh, you know Watkins again. You know Week One is so important because what they have ahead in Week Two is Walnut Ridge, who is one of the best teams in Columbus. So you know the Warriors need to get off to a good start, and they have a nice defense to build off of with Christian Harvey, uh, Tony Calavini who started you know played a lot as a freshman and now as a senior. Eli Wilson, you know they have some talented people on the defensive side of the ball.
1: Well, I know. In talking, the last time I talked to Coach Boffman, he mentioned specifically Watkins Memorial, with with what they have coming back, as you know, maybe the team to beat in the division. Now, I know that sounds strange, but uh, you know, no, no no less of a authority than Coach Boffman says that. You, you kind of it kind of makes you sit up and take notice. So uh, yeah, it'd be interesting uh, to see. Um, you know, whetstone's obviously a very winnable game. They they beaten them in the past. But, you know, I think they really need to play well going into Watkins or into to a Walnut Ridge game.
0: Well, and Watkins, uh, like a lot of our teams, and you know, a couple, one more team that we're going to talk about, replacing their quarterback and tailback. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's, that's often daunting. Uh, there's going to be some young pieces there for Watkins, but something that's really going to help is, you know, a line that was mostly sophomores last year, all juniors. They're all really big kids. Uh, they did several uh, camps, college camps, scouting camps. Uh, they they've been working hard in the weight room. Uh, guys like you know Frank Dunn, Clive Stevens Jr. These guys aren't necessarily household names now, but you know, like we rattled off those Johnstown guys, they might be names everybody knows by the end of this season and certainly next. Right. Um, Licking Heights is hosting Westland, and uh, this will be the first game. Uh, head coach. For Kelly Wallen at Licking Heights, but he's been there fifteen years. I mean he he was helping his mentor Darren Waters for that long and you know, Coach Wallen said during the off season they kinda had this idea that it would happen at some point. He didn't know it would happen this year, but you know, Coach Waters is off and uh, assisting at Otterbein, and uh, for you, it's pretty cool because you were working in Zanesville when uh, Coach Wallen was playing at Tri Valley and when Coach Waters was coaching there. So you've seen these guys for a long time.
1: Well, and don't don't forget about Kelly's dad, Kim. Yeah. Who was a long time? Uh, he was AD at one time up at Tri Valley and an assistant football coach for many years too. And I'm, he's also helping his son here. Yeah. And, and, and has been with him along. It's pretty cool to see those guys together uh, along the Hornets sidelines there. Some Some continuity there, yeah, like you you know some continuity, I think they're pretty much running the same offense, aren't they, yep,
0: yeah, yeah, well, and the big thing is uh they've kind of gone back and forth over, over the years, depending on personnel with the spread and the the big stack eye, and it's going to be a lot of power football this year with the stack eye, they have uh Reed holsky who's going to be who's committed. To uh, Miami, He's going to be going Division One, play Division I football. And they've got a couple other good-sized kids up front with Papa Yaboa and Myers Schlebo and Nate Pack. So, you know, they're going to lean on that line. And, you know, they have a couple bruising backs with uh, Cody Wilson, who's a state qualifier in wrestling, and uh, Zach Lammers, who's a year younger than Cody. But when he gets the ball, he looks very similar to Cody. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it's going to be no secret what Looking Heights is going to try to do this season to their opponents. And one more game this weekend. We have a Saturday night game. Uh, A little bit, I'll be going on the road again Saturday night, as I'll be following Newark Catholic up to Ohio Northern, and they're going to play Eden. So, uh, a neutral site game and a a fun week one matchup, which, you know, we've never seen Eden before. So, you know, it's kind of a, hey, pretty cool to see a a team we've never seen before, really have no information on.
1: Right. And almost like a playoff like situation. You know, going on the road, you know, playing at a neutral site like that. And um, it's fitting too, because this newer Catholic team, from what we've seen in the preseason, with with guys like Derek Hawk, you know, healthy, that uh, they could really do do some damage this year. You know, we talked about them going back to Division Seven. This is a game you look at. I don't want to say it's a must win, but it's a key win, key win because Eden went seven and three last year. <clears throat> Excuse me, and that could be some valuable points for them but if they can keep those guys healthy. Um, they they they've shown in the preseason, you know what they can do.
0: Well, in the Green Wave, uh, yep, their first year since they went to seven divisions that they fall into two division seven, and you know a, a running theme that we're gonna have the next couple weeks is difficult non-league schedules it makes it exciting for us but it makes it challenging for coaches and maybe a few sleepless nights early in the season And you look at newark catholic you mentioned eden had seven wins last year they play columbus academy uh a week from saturday which you know we know what trouble the green wave have had with the vikings the past couple of years and then they play Paint Valley in week three, go down there, which Paint Valley uh, had an undefeated regular season last year. So the Green Wave certainly will have opportunities to uh, to get some valuable points for the computers, but it will also be a great challenge for a program that certainly uh, feels like it should be a lot better than uh, the record has shown the past couple seasons.
1: Yeah, a couple, I think, a couple three and seven years, I think. And uh, that's just not them, and uh, they know that. And they certainly have the talent to... Uh to get that turned around here you know we we talked about how many wins it will take for them to make the playoffs well you know in division seven with their schedule you know if they beat the right teams you know six wins could get them in you know you don't want to rely on that you want to win as many as you can but uh you know i think they're capable of winning six or seven games and, and getting back in the postseason where they belong Definitely. You mentioned Matt and Derek being healthy.
0: Uh, Nate Williams is another Division One uh, commitment, and uh, we mentioned Wyatt Walton earlier for Johnstown. He's going to OU. Uh, Nate has committed to Akron. Uh, Coach Aiello mentioned, uh, you know, Nate has put on about forty pounds, a, a good weight uh, during the off season. You know, Coach Iello said that was the biggest thing in the off for Newark Catholic, uh, having a second year under his belt. Was getting those guys uh, in in good physical condition. He hopes that helps with injuries here during the season. And certainly, uh, you know, Matt Carlow is another person he mentioned of putting on weight. And yep. you know, they have a lot of guys who uh, you know will look for those opportunities. Uh, you know, Slater Evans is someone Coach ILO mentioned uh, is a receiver in DB that he expects have a big year. And uh, Drew Hess is a junior who uh, looks the part, uh, and he plays about 100 miles per hour on the field, both in practice and in games. So. It should be a fun year for the Green Wave. Uh, I think a lot more intriguing than maybe the past couple years, unfortunately, uh, have ended up uh, resulting. So that'll be Saturday night after our full schedule of games on Friday night. So it should be a great first week. Uh, we enjoy, uh, you know, bringing this to you. We'll definitely do this every, every week throughout the season. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed listening to our first uh, edition of the Advocates Licking County Football Podcast. Uh, you know, Dave and I will be here. Uh, we'll be following all the games on Friday night and writing stories and video and photo galleries and we'll have football weekly this year as well as usual a great staple it'll be coming out on Thursdays this year rather than the traditional Wednesday so unfortunately you have to wait one more day during the week for it but uh, you'll know, still have you know a feature on every team a lot of the same uh, staples we've always had we'll have our weekly picks Uh, So you can challenge us and see if you do better than us and stat leaders and uh, photo pages. So it'll be all that great uh, high school football content that you're used to, both online and in the paper. So, uh, Dave, another season. I mean, this is getting into, what, about
1: 40-plus years for you? Yeah, this is my 40th year of uh, being in the business, so to speak. And, uh, you know, last year, I think going in, we knew who the powerhouse teams were going to be. This year, you know, you can kind of point to them, but I'm having a hard time, you know, separating them. A lot of them, I think, there's always some surprise teams, and it'll be interesting to see how that, you know, sorts itself out. But um, I see a lot of parity there this year. I don't know about you, but
0: uh, it, it it is. I think you know this year. I'm hoping, you know, you never know, but I'm hoping. I think once we get into LCL play, we're going to see some quote unquote upsets. You know, it's not going to be one of those weeks, years where every Friday night you can say for sure that these five or six teams are going to win and dominate. I think there's going to be a couple results, and it might start here in week one where people raise their eyebrows and say, wow, we might need to take a second look at this team because, uh, you know, they're ready to make a, maybe make a big step forward. Right, right. Well. Go ahead, Dave. Uh, you know, if you want the last word here, uh, it's going to be a fun Friday night. I think first first week.
1: I'll give. I'll defer to you on the last
0: word. <laughs> well, we, we appreciate it. It's been fun to record, and uh, hopefully, it's fun for you to listen. And uh, we look forward to uh, bringing you another great season of high school football here in Looking County.